0: Hey everybody, Damon here. I've written many books and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site pick it up, read it to your little ones teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way Welcome to DLS Central baby taping this Tuesday evening. That's right. Tuesday night. You know what time it is? It's DLS Central Time. So NFL action this week. It's been, it's been a wacky season. That that's all I can say. It just seems like every week it's hard to predict. Uh, you know, if you, if you follow me on Twitter or or Instagram, uh, you know I post my picks, and it is hard to pick. It really is because teams that you think uh, would be like easy picks, uh, it's it's been tough. I mean, who would have thought that the Browns would beat the Cowboys like that? Like, that's what surprised me was how well they played and how they took advantage of the Cowboys' biscuits. Um, It's a different look because watching the Browns for – As long as I have even when they would catch a break they wouldn't know what to do with the break and so for me to to watch them play the way they did in Dallas against a pretty pretty premier offense um, that that Dallas has because they have a a lot of weapons uh, you know on the offensive side of the ball they like to I was really proud of them the way they showed out. I mean, our running game worked well. Uh, Baker didn't make any mistakes. He had a really solid game, and it was just a team effort. Everybody got to show their skill. Odell truly looked like a star, and it was important for him because it would be a shame if we get one of the best receivers in the NFL, and not do anything with him, just waste his time and waste his career like that. So I'm glad that he's with the right group of players. I'm glad he's with he's with a coach that that is seemingly trying to work to put him in position. And the defense defense is going at him. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Miles Garrett. I just think that he's he he's just aggressive and and as he gets more disciplined then he'll really be able to to wreak havoc uh, because then he won't have to like hurt the team with certain penalties uh so if he continues to play smart and but still keep that aggression and and put major heat on opposing teams he's definitely going to the pro Bowl so he's just he just got to keep it up, and he's he's a hard guy to block because he's a big guy. He's got speed, so it's like other teams look out. But Dallas, Dallas, um, yeah. <laughs> what can we say about Dallas? It, it's a new low, and, and and I love my Browns, but it's a new low when you lose to the Browns like that when you give up forty nine points. To the cleveland browns that is saying something about your defense um, it's not that the Browns don't have talent but when you look at the at the way it's supposed to be on paper dallas is supposed to win comfortably against cleveland but when you see the reality of it you see that dallas has major defensive issues going on uh, they couldn't stop Cleveland at all, moving down the field. It seems like they could get whatever they wanted, uh, whenever they wanted, and they were just really throwing the ball crisp, throwing the ball well. Baker was—he has such zip on the ball. I, I, lo- I love watching him throw the ball. He throws it hard, he, and he gets it in there. And he's getting better with with finding his receivers. I know um, he's kind of on a short leash in a sense, with a lot of uh, analysts and everything, but I really do feel like he's coming along. Um, The only thing that that I felt bad, well, actually a couple things that that I felt sad about was one, Nick Chubb is out. Um, He's got a a MCL injury, and so he's going to be out for a while, but I am so glad that they found a way to re-sign Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt is... Is big time. He's another great running back. When he was playing for the Chiefs, he gave opposing teams all they could handle. And so for him to be on on uh, the Browns, especially at a time like this in a season where we can really make some noise, I'm excited. I'm really happy about that um, so that, that we have Kareem Hunt. And we just don't that way because there's been in years past where we've had a uh, good running backs or, or a good player. Then they got hurt and then we didn't have anybody to to replace them with. And so that's what I'm happy about with the Browns that we've got some backup. We've, we've got two good receivers that we can go to just in case things don't go the way they really need to. So. That's that, but the other thing that I was I was sad about was the fact that we gave up 38 points, like we let them storm back and that that's what I didn't want. I, I didn't want them to, to storm back because I didn't want this to be another Atlanta. <laughs> but the Browns, once again, behind Odell Beckham, took care of business and made sure that they didn't have another meltdown uh, like a uh, like Atlanta did, so I'm happy. Hats off to my Browns, and they really needed this win because they're on that. They're on a on a mission for relevancy. That's what it's about. They're on a mission for relevancy. They're on a mission to to prove a point, point. and that point is that they're for real, and. And teams should take them seriously, and so for even though it's the, yes the Cowboys they they're all over the place to win in Dallas against this Cowboys team. That says something, and so the the hope is they can keep it up. Now, other games. Speaking of the Falcons, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers just uh. Just put a hurting on them. He he showed his skill. He showed his ability, and they got outplayed. Now it was pretty close early. I thought the Falcons showed a lot of heart early, um, but on, on Monday night, but they just couldn't hang uh, with them. Once the Packers got um, a, a another touchdown going, like for because it was it felt like it was seven to zero forever, <laughs> and then the Falcons got a field goal, but then when the packers scored those those touchdowns in the second quarter it broke the game wide open and i really didn't believe that the falcons would recover from that and they didn't and that they'd never lost control of the game after that and it was just it was the, the Packers grinding their way to a win, and the Falcons could just never get momentum. They couldn't get anything going. A lot of three and outs. I think it was one time they got the ball, and they, they were punting. I'm like, dang, I didn't even see any plays. <laughs> but, I mean, that that's that's how um, in need of assistance, I think, their offensive play calling is right now. and. And I'm really surprised like that their coach is still there. I'm really surprised that Quinn is still there. I mean, Houston, they've already released their their uh, coach and GM, uh, Bill O'Brien, and so it, it hasn't worked out, so he's gone. But I'm surprised they haven't done the same with Quinn. I mean, how can you, as, as a owner, continue to watch your team go through that Especially suffering some major losses like they suffered, uh, but uh, ho- hopefully the the brass really make some changes uh, so they can they can get a new voice uh, in the locker room and on the field. Well, Packers are rolling; they're looking good. It looks like once again that NFC North is going to be theirs uh, because the Lions can't do anything about it. Uh, the Bears are wishy-washy. I think the Bears are the only competition that the Packers has right now. I don't see Minnesota being competition for them uh, because they're they're barely hanging on themselves. But yeah, it's 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 either the Bears or the Packers division to take, and I'm leaning more towards the Bears. Now the other game that was on Monday night was Chiefs Patriots. That was another one. It looked so so tight early. I mean, it was felt like it was six to three forever. And but when they the Patriots blew so many opportunities, they had so many miscues in this game. It was so unpatriot like to watch them, especially in the second half, because they just they fell off a cliff. (laughs) They fell off a cliff, and the absence of Cam Newton really was evident uh, with Cam Newton in the fold. I think that game is even harder because the chiefs, they, they couldn't stop them marching down the field and Hoyer for a while, Hoyer looked like he, he, he was looking good, but he couldn't capitalize in the red zone. And eventually the chiefs got hip to it and it, it was an inexcusable um possession miscue at the end of the first half. I mean you 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 can't do that because he he just ran them right out of field position right out of time. I mean actually would have had field position but he ran them out of time when you make a quick throw play you you throw the ball away but he held on to it got sacked and that killed all the momentum that the Patriots had and I think that was really the beginning of the end because the Chiefs come back and they have a a, a strong control of the game from that point, Patriots can't do anything. But fourth quarter, they just they just fell off the mountain. And I think Julian Edelman has to have a come to Jesus meeting, <laughs> to quote uh, Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin, because to to miss a catch like that, to have that ball bounce off your hands and then drop into the Chiefs hands and they score a touchdown and then to just miss like to just drop pass after pass all game long there's something to matter he's got to reevaluate himself can he tr- still play at a high level um was he he's got a lot of questions to answer was he only good because Tom Brady was there um, and people are going to start thinking about that with with Edelman um, because he was just dropping everything. He was dropping catches that he would normally make any other time. So it's just it was weird to watch Edelman and it just he just seemed like he was lost the whole game. Like he just he he couldn't get into it. They went to him late, but when they did try to go to him, he was just unreliable. and there there's something going on with Edelman. I know it's still early in the season but the drops it's a telltale sign that something's going on mentally with edelman so if i'm belichick i've got to get with him and say hey man what where's your head at (laughs) it is still we still got a lot of season to play but i need you to be locked in and focused because that cannot happen again so surprise i was surprised the eagles came out and beat the 49ers um, it could have went either way. I had a hard time picking that one um because I feel like they're even especially with all the injuries that the 49ers have going on and it was about it, at first it looked like I was going to be proven right again that the 49ers were going to win but the Eagles surged the Eagles showed some fight. They showed that they actually had something in the tank. I mean, I know everybody's like, "Oh, oh, oh now when you know, here they come. Here come the Eagles. They're they're the first in the division. They're leading the division." But uh, I need to see more from the Eagles before I'm thinking that they're back. Like they've had a pretty rough season to start, and so. To me yeah they beat the 49ers but you beat them without Garoppolo. You you beat them without so many of their of their players that they, you know, that they would have had had everyone been healthy. I mean they're not at full strength at all and they still almost beat you. So the Eagles only won by 5 points and Wentz he he had his 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 bright spots, but he he had some rough spots too. So I say all that to say that there's still a lot to to be uh, desired as it relates to the Eagles. So it, it's a sign in the right. It's a point. It's um they're going in the right direction at least now because they picked up a win and and now they can kind of turn the corner towards the the second part of the season. Uh, but they still got a long way to to go in terms of proving that they're back. But it was a, it was a tough game to call, but uh, the Eagles pulled that one out. Bills Raiders, I, I got this one. I called the Bills on that, and uh, the Bills, they showed up again. I mean, the Bills are looking for real. It's going to be something to watch them play the Patriots. I think they're going to get a measure of revenge uh, for all those years that uh, the Patriots have just been They've Been torturing them and 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 letting down their hopes. Even though I think they play, they've always played a little uh like pretty well against the uh, the Patriots. But it's going to be really good to to watch them uh you know try to take it to them. Uh, now, if Belichick still has a number, that'll be something to see. But I think the Bills are are on the up and up. I like this Raiders team. I just think they need more. I think the Raiders need more, uh, more weapons. They, they, they need more, um, like time to grow. I mean, yeah, they're getting, you know, they they've just gotten to a new stadium. They're 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 in a new city, got a new name, but they, there's still some room for improvement. But the fact that they that they made the game really competitive is good, and so that that's what you want to see from the Raiders. They're scrappy. But I just think they, they just need a little bit more cooking before we're able to take them seriously. Uh Colts, Bears. I picked the Bears on this one. Colts actually ended up winning this. I mean, to me, the Colts are winning games that, that I don't think that they're gonna win. And then they lose games where I thought, oh yeah, they should beat them. So it's it's hard to pick the Colts. But uh Bears are up and down. You you think you thought that Foles was gonna be able to To uh, continue to carry off, you know, carry on with what he did against Atlanta, but he had a rough day at the office. I mean, yeah, he threw for 249 yards, but he just he couldn't really get anything going for the Bears. I think the thing with the Bears is they've got the defense. They still have offensive needs because to put up 11 points with that defense that they have, I, I think they could their offense is letting them down. Uh, Rams, Giants. I thought this game was going to be a blowout because the Giants. I mean, what do they have? But the Rams struggled. Uh, the Rams. There's something. There's something with the Rams. <laughs> there, there's something with the Rams. I, I can't put my finger on it, but they just they they don't look dominant, and I feel like they've lost a little bit of something. It's just me. Just me. I just I don't feel like they they have what they used to have maybe a year or two ago. Giants, I mean, you know, they I expected that play from the Giants, but I didn't think it was going to be that close. Vikings, Texans, Vikings win this one. I think I picked the Vikings to win cuz I just I don't believe in the Texans. And now that they've they've let Bill O'Brien go, now they're kind of in uh in no man's land again. I like Deshaun Watson, but I just again like they need more than Deshaun. They gotta put some 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 horses around him so that he can actually make some plays. It can't just all be on him. And from a defensive standpoint, they need more than just JJ Watt. And you know, Watt's getting older. There's only so long there there's only so much more he's gonna be able to do on the football field. I think that uh He's got a probably a couple more years left, and he's going to be done. And then what are they going to do? So if if I'm the Texans, Bill O'Brien's gone, and you know they're really in super rebuild mode now. They got to really start thinking about who's going to replace JJ, and really start looking for the heir apparent up there. Now the Panthers and the Cardinals. That was a hard one to pick too because I felt like both teams have uh, some firepower, but um, and and they're kind of it's an even match. But the Panthers they're looking good. Like I I like the they're they're consistent. They they play hard. They're making plays. They're finding the end zone, and Bridgewater Bridgewater is doing it for them. So I'm proud of the Panthers. Cardinals, they're they're gonna get there. I think the Cardinals, uh in about a, a year or two, they're gonna start really giving teams some problems. They're not ready yet, but they're they're coming. They're coming, especially if they get some more weapons. Uh Ravens at the Washington football team. We knew Ravens are gonna win that. Um so I, I wasn't worried about that. I I I tweeted about this, but I, I really do think that um Everybody needs to chill out with Haskins. It's like let him develop. It's his third game. Like let him. Well, it's the fourth game now. But let him develop. Let him play. He's he's a rookie. (laughs) It's different. He's got he's got so many things to adjust to. So I really just need everybody to cut Haskins some slack there. Uh, I know the NFL though. The NFL is is a league where. You can't rest on any laurels because if you have a good game last week, everybody's like, oh, oh, he's great. He's great. And then if you can't duplicate that, oh, he's terrible. He's terrible. So it's just every week, every week you can change your narrative. Uh, Every week is like a clean slate. And if you don't perform, folks are calling for your job. You could win eight games. And folks will be calling for your for your job on the night game if you don't produce. So it's like football is 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 very. They, everyone has a very short memory, uh, so they don't give you much time uh, to. They don't give you the benefit of the doubt or anything. It, it's it's tough. <laughs> so Buccaneers and Chargers. When I first looked at the score here, I was like, "What the Chargers?" <laughs> What is going on? I can't believe the Chargers are winning like this. But then Tom Brady. Tom Brady happened. Five touchdowns, one interception, 369 yards, 34-46. For I mean, Tom Brady. Tom Brady on this Bucs team makes all the difference because if you had Jameis on this team, it just – it would the chargers would have ran over him because Jameis getting into a hole. Jameis can't dig himself out, but Tom Brady can. Brady hasn't been looking stellar, but he's when he turns it on, he's still Tom Brady. And it's really great to see that and they got the weapons around him and he's finally figured out how to get Gronk involved. I think that's what everybody's trying to trying to watch and and, and see is like, hey, how are you gonna get Gronk involved? What are you gonna do? Um, and because that's what we want to see. We want to see Gronk spike and we want to see Gronk celebrate. That's what we want. So, um, I was, I was really happy to see Gronk get involved in the game, but that, uh, the Scotty Miller guy, like he's, he's the new Edelman and I know Edelman is like, uh, ah, Brady's got a new me and it it is Scotty Miller like he always knows how to find those guys he went from Welker to Edelman uh to and Amendola was that for a little bit and now he's got Scotty and he's Scotty can get in the end zone Scotty's got speed he knows how to he he knows how to uh how to make the run those patterns that Brady you know makes his bread and butter on and then but he's got those deep threat weapons. He's got Evans, he's got Howard. It's like he's got more more firepower than he's had in New England in the past couple of years. So he's really able to really make teams pay and i think their running game is pretty solid um you know jones had about 11 uh, 11 yards that's, that's pretty good uh but i mean you're playing the chargers chargers made it a game though so i was really proud of the chargers Um, i actually picked the chargers to win this um because i didn't i just had a feeling the the bucks were gonna struggle against the chargers but i didn't foresee the bucks coming back like that so Hats off to Tampa Bay. Uh, They're they're playing pretty good. Seahawks, Dolphins, Seahawks. They they win these. They play these games, and it's just (laughs) it's like it's ugly the way they play. But they they find a way to win. It's like they're not the most glamorous team. I love Russell Wilson. It's like they but they don't play glamorous football. And sometimes they they win these games, and you're like, how did they do it? How did they win this? But Gotta love the Seahawks. Dolphins are playing; they're they're scrappy uh, this year. Um, they haven't won yet, but uh, they're they're hanging in games and they make them fun and interesting. So that was good to watch. Lions. What can I say? They you know I, I didn't think that they were gonna beat the Saints, um, but it was closer than I thought it was. Uh, but they just the Lions they just can't. Can't close. They can't find a way to bridge the gap and win these kind of games where it's where it's up in the air. And that's what's always been, I think, the um, like the 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 main drawback for Detroit is just that in games like this where it can go either way, they've got to be able to bring those home and, and turn those into W's, and they just haven't done that yet. And so. But I think it's more than just the players. I think it's scheme. And so again, Patricia, I think he's on the he's on the chopping block too. Uh just like Quinn. Um I, I really do think that Patricia brings nothing to this Lions team that makes them stellar, that makes them someone that uh that the NFL would have to take notice that players in the NFL would have to take notice of. So uh I'm I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon to to think that they need a new voice. They need a new coach. And um as a Browns fan, I know the the coaching roulette will. Um, but in this case, I mean, he's not doing anything for the Lions. They're not going anywhere. They haven't nothing has gotten better since he's taken over. In fact, I feel like they've gotten worse. So Lions management, they gotta have a, a heart-to-heart with Patricia and, and and need to go in a different direction. Um, Broncos, Jets, I actually picked the Jets because I didn't believe in the Broncos, but the Broncos, they showed out on Thursday night. Um, it makes me not want to pick the Jets for anything, but it's hard to It's The Broncos, like they haven't shown anything that makes you say, oh, okay, let's go with the Broncos, but they beat the Jets. And so it's kind of like, okay, are the Broncos better than we thought or are just the Jets bad? And so it's it's hard to to determine that. And then now uh, you also have the, the Bengals and the Jags. Uh, that was a toss-up. I went with Cincinnati because I just feel like they have a little bit more. Uh, I thought Jacksonville was actually going to be – gonna do something, but they've they've got some things to work out. So um Cincinnati, I think they're um especially probably in like a, a couple of years, once they give Burrow some more weapons, oh, they're gonna be a problem in the AFC North. Um, because Burrow, he he's got everything that you would like in a quarterback. And, and he and he's still young, he's gonna continue to develop. And so I think if the coaching staff uh, continues to cultivate them well and they get some weapons around them uh, not just from an offensive standpoint but from a defensive standpoint They're, they would rival the Ravens, they would rival the you know, of course they they would already rival the Browns, but they were also rival the Steelers as well so I'm uh, it, it's, it's cool to, to see the Bengals actually, you know making some noise again I'm not a Bengals fan, but it's just it's good to to see them, you know, doing something. They I'm glad they got a quarterback because they they haven't had a legitimate quarterback for a while. But now the only game that was suspended was the uh, Steelers and Titans, and that was because of the uh, like a lot of the Titans players ended up getting getting sick with COVID. So. That's, that was what ended that and, and of course with New England Cam had, uh, tested positive for COVID. So my prayers to everyone that, you know, that's been dealing with it and um you gonna get through it. But that that was the that was the NFL week four. Lots of fun to watch and to call and to cover. basketball we got the NBA finals going on uh LeBron and the Lakers going up against Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat that game is going down right now game 4 crucial game 4 for the Lakers uh, because if they drop game 4 i think momentum has to shift to Miami uh completely and so that's and that's the truth and i'm a big LeBron friend a big LeBron fan uh you know always have been you know so it's just I like the way he plays the game Uh, but you know again you know me I can't I can't watch (laughs) I I can't watch I'm too emotionally invested I think once once he leaves then I won't have that uh emotional investment and you know I can actually enjoy the game uh, rather than be stressed out on whether and whether wondering whether he wins or loses, because I, I care about his legacy. I want the man to have a good legacy. Um, I just think that he's had some he's had some tough luck. Um, you know, they played against San Antonio, you know, when he went the first time and they, they had no chance in beating uh, the Spurs uh, when he was, you know, when he finally got past Detroit. It's just I, I I knew that they didn't have the team to to match up with them, but the fact that they made it was a victory in and of itself and then you know he goes to Dallas and uh they they were supposed to win that series but I just think that they underestimated um the the matchups that Dallas could create and and they got outplayed they got beat and lebron just had some real issues and and he definitely didn't show up in the fourth quarter but then they come back the next year and they just run rough shot over everybody for for two years and and, and beat san antonio and and lebron is looking good uh-oh. <laughs> and LeBron is looking good. But then, you know, he loses again because that San Antonio team, they were really, really upset. And I don't know why this is turning into a a LeBron finals uh, recap. But, <laughs> but yeah, so they, they lose that one handily. And then he goes back. And, and then he, the the war with with Golden State begins uh, because he brings them to the NBA finals in 2015. And then they actually cracked. The seal and, and and win the championship um, for the first time in, in Cleveland history in basketball uh, with you know LeBron beating the Golden State Warriors in a series that they probably had no business winning, and I know everybody says oh well if Draymond wouldn't have uh, got you know wouldn't have had to sit out that one game then they would have got they would have definitely lost but. I mean, I doubt it because they they won with him on the court the last two games. So it's like the Golden State had everything in their favor. Then that game seven, you're you're at home, you've got the crowd behind you, you've got everything. To me, there's no reason why Golden State that you've got all your players, except for for uh Bogut, um, but there was no reason why they they shouldn't have won that game, but they ended up losing it. So, I guess for me, I'm just I I was the most surprised guy because I had no I had no faith in uh in in the Cavs because of history and I was proven wrong, but then 2017 2018 they just get ran over uh, by Golden State in the finals because you're not gonna beat it's it's hard enough playing against Steph Clay and Dre. And everybody else that they have on the team. But then you add Kevin Durant. I mean, who, who, you're you're not supposed to lose. If you have Kevin Durant on your team, you're not supposed to lose to anybody. Anybody could have went up against that team and lost. And and so, of course, they got blew off the floor. Um, they had a couple of games where they could have took it, but by and large, they weren't going to beat them. And then... You no know, Broncos to LA has a rough year uh, Starting out because he gets hurt But then now he now they're here uh, It's in the bubble um, But I think they're they've played their best basketball They got AD uh, but they're going Up against a Miami team that To me is Is shades Of Dallas in 2000 and And uh, What was that 2011 To me, that's what I'm getting those vibes from Miami right now. And so if the Lakers want to avoid the full onslaught of the momentum that Miami's going to have, they got to take care of business tonight. I'm not going to watch. I think it could go either way. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if Miami wins because I think they figured out something. And the problem with L.A. is they don't always play with their heads in the game and they just it feels like they they think they can just turn it on and again i just say it's like the switch in basketball there is definitely a like some teams that just have this switch where they just feel like oh i can turn it on whenever we want oh i can just go on this run whenever i want until you can't (laughs) <laughs> until you can't, until you try to turn on that switch and you can't turn it on. And the other team is like, no, we're not going to let you back in. And that's what happened on on uh, in game three. Uh, the Lakers just thought that they could come back whenever they wanted uh, and play any kind of way. And Miami showed some real grit. So a lot of things have to go right, I think, for Miami to win. But I think they know now that they have to play – impeccable basketball in order to beat this team because from a talent perspective, they're outgunned, but from a grit standpoint, they may be even better than the Lakers. So um, to me, it's also shades of Detroit versus uh, LA in, in uh, 2004 Um, to me, I I didn't think that the Pistons had a chance in, and winning that series because you got Shaq and Kobe on another team and they were loaded and, and you got Carl Malone and you got you know Gary Payton and you got but the Pistons just they outworked them and the Lakers didn't take the game I don't think they took that series seriously they thought that it was going to be a cakewalk but the Pistons showed out and they beat them so I think if the Lakers aren't careful they can get taken out in the NBA finals and then as much as I would I would hate to hear it, you know, because I know Skip Bayless would just dance all over the fact that LeBron would have failed in the NBA finals, but and then everybody like, oh, don't talk about LeBron and MJ ever again and all this and that. But I would just I would feel bad because I hate for LeBron to, you know, to go out like that. Um but you know, that's life though. You know, you you want to to have your narrative be a certain thing, uh, you know. You want to to have the highest respect and you know presented to you. you. You want to win all the time. Uh, you want to be perfect, um, and it's just for for guys like for a guy like Michael Jordan. He just happened to be perfect in the NBA Finals, uh, two three peats. I mean, it's it's hard to beat that he's never tasted defeat at the championship level. And, you know, a lot of guys wish that, um, but he's just, he's, he's one guy that is, that's experienced it. And that's, that's almost impossible to, to live up to is to have that kind of record. And, you know, I just, I think LeBron is, is great. He's definitely, you know, top five, uh, you know, ever, but, it's just life isn't fair, and you know, you sometimes you get hit with things, and things don't go your way, and you lose, and then people say, "Oh, well, he's not this, and he's not that," and um, and this, but you have to deal with it and and move on. So, uh, I think if if he loses, he's he's still got to be considered one of the greats. Um, but if he wins, um, then. You know, to me, it is a testament to, you know, how hard he does work because he puts in a lot of work, uh, day in day out. The only thing I wish is I I feel like LeBron shoots himself in the foot sometimes because he'll say things or or he'll do veiled things or, or like Game Three at the end, he'll just walk off the court uh, with the. Before the game's over, it's like, come on, like, you're shooting yourself in the foot when you do stuff like that. You give people something to talk about when you do things like that. And so, that's that a, that the thing that I wish LeBron wouldn't do, was give somebody a reason to say something derogatory about you. I mean, people going to say something derogatory about you, uh, you know, regardless, but don't give them a reason. <laughs> so... That, that's my only that's my only gripe right, uh about lebron but you know I, I i hope they win but they could they could realistically lose um because this miami team isn't done they've got grit jimmy butler is for real and he knows how to galvanize a team and and i think he's got a co- a, a group of guys a core group of guys that actually will run through a wall for him and so they're going to play out of their minds and the Lakers have to take them seriously or they're going to get beat. They're probably going to get get beat four to two if they don't uh, watch it. So that's my two cents on that. I'm going to shift to boxing. I saw something where Manny Pacquiao and Conor McGregor are, I guess they're trying to negotiate to fight next year. I don't want to see that. No, no, who wants to see Manny Pacquiao beat up on Conor McGregor? I mean, Connor's not fighting regularly in the octagon anymore. Um, and he's not a boxer. I mean, Manny Pacquiao is a multi-division champion. And he's still champion right now. He still hasn't been defeated in in several fights so i don't i don't understand i mean other than just the celebrity allure factor to me this 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 should just be like an exhibition or something like it shouldn't be for anything serious and I, i personally don't think it should happen at all i don't think it does anything for manny or for connor um because I feel like when Conor fought Mayweather, it really didn't do anything for him. I mean, we all knew what was going to happen. We knew that McGregor was going to get outclassed and, and and lose. I think the only reason why the fight lasted longer than it did was because Mayweather is not interested in in giving knockouts. He He's a boxer. He's a pure boxer. And he wanted to give people their money's worth. He wanted to give Conor uh, a chance to kind of like... Uh, make it seem like he was a threat when he really wasn't just to make it exciting but we all knew what was going to happen we know we knew connor was gonna was gonna lose that, and i feel like throwing him in a ring with pacquiao would make it even worse uh, because i think mayweather was just trying to put on the show and and outbox him i think pacquiao probably knock him out um, because when you're in a boxing ring is different from an octagon now if, if pacquiao is going in the octagon i'd say okay connor is probably going to you know have a sizable advantage and probably win handily but you're in a boxing ring with a multi-division champion who's defended his who's reigning defending champion so it's like really who wants to see that? <laughs> I sure don't. I know some it'll it'll sell. Some people will want to see it because they just want to see Connor. And I mean, everybody loves Manny Pacquiao. But is it a fight that's that's needed that that matters? Nah, nah. Now I, I would rather I would much rather see Pacquiao Spence or Pacquiao Crawford or or something like that. That that's what I would want to see. Um, but I wouldn't want to see that. Now, the fight that I do want to see is Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson. Um even even if it's an exhibition, it's just to see both of those guys in the ring, uh kings of their, you know, of their eras. That that's that's going to be something to see. That's going to be a spectacle um to watch. I mean, Tyson's crazy. I think Roy is trying to really give Tyson all the respect in the world and and Roy's no slouch. I, I love Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones Jr. to me is one of the best boxers, um, you know, on the planet, just because of his skill set. And watching him in the '90s, like he was the man. Like I mean, you you weren't matching that speed, you weren't matching the accuracy, and he just had brutal power. And he would embarrass you out there. And then, of course, Tyson is just—he was. the the most terrifying, dangerous guy that you know that you would meet in a boxing ring. So, to see those guys in the ring for charity—that uh, that's going to be cool. Um, I really do hope that that uh, both guys uh, go in there, they put on a show, they don't get hurt. Uh, but they—but it's competitive. I think that's what Tyson wants. He he's not trying to to uh, go for titles for real. Um, but he wants to compete. He he. I think it's because he's got some stuff in the like. Uh, Rocky Six. Rocky wanted to get back into the ring fight because he said he still has stuff in the basement. Like he had some stuff that he had to deal with with Adrian, you know, passing and everything. And the fact that Mike wants to be competitive in the ring, he wants to 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 really fight. I, it makes me wonder if. If he's got some stuff in the basement, if if he doesn't like how how his how his uh his boxing career ended and he wants to end it with more grace um than than how it was ended before, because when we saw him last at a ring, he he got knocked down and he just told he was like, I quit, like I'm done. Like he he had no desire to continue. So. I think for Mike he he can't I don't think he can live with that. Um with going out like that. And so that's why I think he wants it to be a competitive showdown against a guy of 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 uh top caliber, even though you know he's retired, you know, for the most part, Roy Jones Jr. And that's that's a marquee match and that'll be fun to watch. People will wanna see it. And I think it's a it's a way to to, um, call it a career the way it should call a career with Tyson fighting, you know, and and giving it his all and being truly competitive. So I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, of course I'm looking forward to the, you know, the boxing in the future. Um, but I can't wait to see what but what Spence and everybody does. Uh, But those are the things that I was thinking about in terms of boxing. Now we got wrestling coming up. We got hell in the cell. Uh, You know that now the way they're building up this pay-per-view, it is great. I mean, Orton and McIntyre in the cell to me, it's like, that's like take my money. And then you're going to put Roman and Jay in the cell uh, with in a family feud, man, like the, the heat, in this is, is great and so no those are going to be some really good matches and, and just it, it's going to be a good card i think that they're really building things well and i'm um, seeing raw and then it have got the you got the draft uh this upcoming friday uh wrestling wwe's is looking good right now uh nxt they just got to take over you know and of course that's a hit so i'm looking forward to seeing that but uh my my favorite uh my my favorite wrestler right now is uh Roman Reigns because I just he he brings a presence to the ring that I think is um that he's a galvanizing force and I think that um he's finally starting to 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 be one of those power brokers that uh, the late Dusty Rhodes would talk about when he uh, did the podcast with Stone Cold um because I think that he can he can galvanize a certain level of emotion and, and he can, even as a heel, he can make you feel a certain kind of way, whether you like him, uh, whether you don't like him, uh, you make a decisive uh, opinion about him and he can shift the emotions of the people and that makes him a power broker. And so, and because he's a heel now, it's just, He's he's what you really wanted him to, to be uh with with that kind of power, um, and, and that kind of attitude and swagger uh, but aggression. And now it gives Jay Uso a ch- a chance to really show something more than what we've seen. And he's gonna and Roman's gonna bring out um a lot of other guys, um, you know, from a babyface perspective and shine them up to really help them take it to new heights and see if they can get the crowd behind them to overcome this, this behemoth threat of Roman reign. So the tribal chief, if I'm, I'm, I'm definitely uh, in favor of that. And so I can't wait to see what happens next. Um, it is going to be a, a good, a good, good uh, pay-per-view hell in the cell. But then you got Mustafa Ali. He's, he's the leader of retribution. I think retribution Um, to, to go forward with that, I think that that was great to have Mustafa be the leader. Um, and I can't wait to see what they do with that because it seems like they're, they're kind of controlling the, you know, the, the arena, they can do things. They're everywhere. You don't know where they are. They mobilize well. And so it's going to be really fun to watch now with Mustafa as the leader, because, you know, if he shows up anywhere he is, Oh, he's not alone. He could call out a swarm of retribution guys whenever he wants. And they seem like they're just getting bigger. I think that's the thing. It's like it makes me think about Game of Thrones and the White Walkers. So it's like, yeah, you've got the title. Uh, going on, you've got everything, uh, you know, happening. Everybody's trying to get the, the, you know, the, the, the championship. Everybody's trying to get the universal title, but looming over all of this jockeying for position and going for titles and trying to get fame is this group that cares nothing about that and just wants to destroy everything. <laughs> and so, and, and that's a threat to everybody. So. I think that's a cool dynamic, and and it keeps the suspense up, and and so that that's it's good to watch as a wrestling fan. But that's that. That's DLS Central for this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I really do appreciate it, and uh, just continue to watch and continue to grow. It, you know, like if you like the show, like share, uh, help us to help me to build up uh, the notoriety because uh, I want to going to keep putting out this content we're actually again we're getting ready to, to do a um a um bible podcast uh to cup to to couple or accompany this and look for that soon it's going to probably have a different name but that's going to be the second podcast that i put out so stay tuned for that but always want you to remember you know trust god keep him in your life uh, Jesus is the reason uh, for uh, us being able to to say that we uh, have a relationship with the Lord because He He died on the cross, His death, burial, resurrection uh, paved the way for us to be reconciled to the Father. So this is Minister Smith talking. <laughs> wanted to tell you, hey, you know, know know the Lord, and uh, you know, know Him for yourself, establish a personal relationship with Christ, and allow His peace to rest, rule, and abide in you. Thank you for listening. Have a great evening. Hey everybody, Damon here. I've written many books and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way. But how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way.